Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it, again. (laughs) Your boy is back at it again, man. Listen, we have quite a bit to discuss, okay? New York Jets got a lot of things moving and shaking. A lot of people moving around the Jets right now. We're going to be talking about the wide receiver position. We're also going to be talking about Aaron Rodgers. Some of the things I love that I've seen out of him so far. So I can't wait to discuss, man, so many things going on with this football team. Listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. Listen, your boy's also on iTunes as well, okay? Go on over to iTunes. Type in Long Beach Joe Show. Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. All right. Subscribe to the podcast there. And leave me a five-star rating. Give me some – let me know what you folks think about the show. I want to thank everybody that does that, okay? I also want to thank everybody that's listening to me from different places and different spaces, all right? I got people that listen to me from Germany, people that listen to me from the U.K., people that listen to me from all over the place, Australia, the Middle East, you know, Canada. Of course, salutes to everyone that listens to me within the States as well. But, man, it is always crazy to hear or to see, excuse me, that people listen to me from different places, way away from where I'm at. So I appreciate y'all, all my overseas listeners, all just everybody that listens, but especially my overseas listeners and people that are listening to me from outside the states. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. All right. So yeah, please, uh, you know, get involved with what I'm doing on iTunes. Also, Blog Talk Radio for those of you that listen over there. You know, Blog Talk Radio backslash Long Beach Joe Show. I appreciate y'all. You know, I really, really do. Your boy is also, okay, on Twitter as well, at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Okay, please come on over to Twitter. Follow your boy. Follow you right back. Let's go back and forth. We have that conversation. And for those of you that do not know, listen, we live stream the show. Oh, we live stream the show. Yes, we do. All right? I know a lot of people that be like, hey, Joe, I'll be listening to you, but I didn't know that – uh you know, you get involved with the audience. You go back and forth. You got a nice little setup. I didn't know that. And, hey, man, you're handsome as well. And, I, you know, look, I'm not full of myself, okay? I'm not an arrogant individual. That's not what I do over here, okay? I'm just a guy that works with what he's got, okay? And, uh, you know, the ladies let me know, Joe, you're looking good. And I want to I wanna thank you, ladies, you know? Thank you so much. I'm just a, just a regular guy. Just going about my day talking about the team I love, you know? So if you want to get involved and you want to see what I'm doing over here, you want to catch the show live, okay? Come on over to YouTube. Type in Long Beach Joe Jets. Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, all right? Subscribe to the show. Subscribe to the, to the channel, excuse me, and hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Keep in mind when you come over here, Listen, when we do these live shows, be aware, because my chat, they're pretty savage. I call my chat the savages. Why? Because they're savage.
man, they get after it. Salutes to Edward Stewart. I see you in the building. Captain K, I see you as well. Salutes. Okay, listen, my chat gets after it, all right? They don't care who you are, where you're from. They're going to let you know what time it is. If they don't like your takes, if they don't like what you're bringing, if they don't agree, they'll let you have it. Nobody's safe. Not, not even me. I'm going to keep it real with you. And we'll come to the Savages tonight as well. The callers on the line, hold on, 914, I'll see you. Other callers, new callers, I'll see you. We'll get to you in a second. Quickly, we're going to discuss tonight, okay, the New York Jets football team. And I've been looking around, and as we know, OTAs are closed. The New York Jets are not doing a mini camp, which I've gone back and forth with many people about. I don't necessarily agree with it, but it's happening, or it's happened, okay? Now, when you look at this New York Jets and some of the things that we've done, uh, this season to really improve positions. I started to look at this wide receiver position. It's what I'm extremely excited about. Okay. And I'm excited about it because I think that there's so much potential to truly have an explosive Jets offense, especially with Aaron Rodgers here at the helm, right? We got Aaron Rodgers. We all know Hall of Fame quarterback. He's going to be a first ballot guy, and he's coming in here to handle business. And he's been all business since he's gotten here. We've also got Nathaniel Hackett as well, new offensive coordinator, but a guy we've seen have success in different places, right? We saw him really put together a great offense in Jacksonville with a quarterback in Blake Bortles that was not good at all, right? And they had success there. We also seen him have great success with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. So when you look at this situation here with the New York Jets wide receiver position, man, we've got some talent. And we really have a chance to make a big-time impact in the NFL, putting up points and handling business. And I'm going to talk about some of these wide receivers. I'm not going to discuss every single wide receiver we have. That would be crazy because I could go on about the New York Jets for about five hours. I could, all right? But I want to get to the people, and I want to talk to the callers, and we'll get to you all in a second. But I'm going to bring up some of these guys that I'm excited about, right? Some of these players that we have here that I think could really do something. And the first guy I'm going to talk about is Alan Lazard, all right? Now, we know Alan Lazard. We got him from Green Bay in, uh, in free agency. And he was a guy that I was excited about and still am excited about because, let's keep it real, from the gate, he let it be known, hey, look, <laughs> I'm here because I think Aaron Rodgers, or I know that Aaron Rodgers is going to be here, all right? And I want to come play with my homeboy, you know? I want to come play with the guy that I know can get things done and handle business, all right? But what he brings to this offense it's something special because not only is he familiar with Aaron Rodgers, he's familiar with Nathaniel Hackett in this offense. He knows it through and through. He was there in Green Bay, and they handled business the way he wanted to handle business out there. Now, he comes here, and he's a big, big wide receiver. This guy is 6'5". He's a big target. He's hard to miss, man. And what he does is he opens up some things within our passing game as far as being a red zone threat. If you look at the New York Jets last year, we struggled in the red zone. That was one of the biggest issues was putting up points. There were so many games where our defense kept us in games. I mean, strictly, our defense kept us in games because of the way that they played, but we could not finish drives. We couldn't get points. We couldn't punch it in. We couldn't put points up on the board. Well, with him here, he gives us a red zone threat, a big target. It opens up things like fades in the back of the end zone, jump balls in the end zone as well. He gives you a big body that when things are breaking down, you can go, I'm going to chuck this up there and he's going to beat this corner because you can't teach size, right? Now, the thing about Alan Lazard that I look at, right, I'm just wondering, can he break 1,000 yards for the first time in his career? Can he do that here with the New York Jets? 
we have the situation set up for him to do it, right? Aaron Rodgers is here. He's familiar with the offense. He knows it through and through. He has a lot of opportunities to do those things here, especially with some of the other pieces that are going to be around Alan Lazard. Now, the closest I think he's gotten to 1,000 yards within his career is 788 yards, right? I think that was in 2022 he got that. But I want to see if Alan Lazard's going to be able to break 1,000 yards because I definitely think he'll have the targets, okay? So that's my big question for Alan Lazard, you know? What is he going to do? Can he, put up, can he get over 1,000 yards here with the New York Jets? Then you look at Garrett Wilson, the other guy I know that's going to be outside. Let me tell you something. I can go on about Garrett Wilson for days. You know, I'm just keeping it real with y'all. I love Garrett Wilson. That boy is a dog. He's a dog, man. That boy is a dog. All right? You want to talk about a dude that has shown you that not only from the time that he stepped in here, from the time we drafted him, he let it be known, I'm here to work. I'm not here to joke around. I'm not here to play around. I'm not here to to just, you know, I'm not just resting on my laurels saying, all right, I made it to the NFL. Good for me. Uh, You know, I'm going to shut it down. No, he's let it be known. Hey, look, I'm coming here. I'm putting full pedal to the metal. I'm gassing up. It's all throttle. I'm going to come in here and make a big-time impact in the league. I want to be the best wide receiver that I can be in this NFL, right? And he is so, so tremendous, man. And I think he's due for a tremendous upcoming season as well, right? We know, offensive rookie of the year, all right? He shattered, shattered the New York Jets uh, rookie wide receiver record that was held by Keyshawn Johnson for a long time. He had over 1,100 yards the past season. And my thing with Garrett Wilson this upcoming season is, will he be able to continue to take the next step, get better, move forward, right? Will he be able to do that now that defenses are going to truly key in on him, all right? Listen, Garrett Wilson is, not that he was a secret before, but he damn sure ain't a secret this upcoming season, right? He's definitely not a secret now. The word is out around the league. That dude, Garrett Wilson, is the real deal. Everybody knows it. Everybody sees it, okay? Everybody. So I'm wondering what's going to happen now that defenses have a full-year tape on him. They're going to be keying in on him. He's going to be the guy that I think the New York Jets are going to make an offensive focal point here. Will he be able to continue to achieve the type of production that we all think that he will be? Will there be an ascension in his numbers? That's the big question for me for Garrett Wilson, okay? Keep in mind, there's a lot of people saying that he's going to be the Devontae Adams of this offense. Can he be that? Now, we know that Aaron Rodgers has talked about him and Devontae and the similarities, and he's talked about moments, right? We've, we've heard it. We've heard it out of his own mouth. He's talked about moments during OTAs where he looked at Garrett Wilson making plays, and he was like, whoa. <laughs> He was like, whoa, that was kind of crazy. And that's not the only guy that we've ever heard that from. Corey Davis has talked about it, right? Garrett Wilson's rookie year, I'll never forget, Corey Davis said he was watching him out there make some plays, and he was like, wow, (laughs) this guy is crazy. (laughs) This guy can do a whole lot of stuff out here. What? what? Are you really just a rookie, you know? So I'm wondering now that Garrett Wilson is going to be the guy because I think he will be right? The New York Jets have struggled for years, and we talked about this. We talked about this, and salutes to everybody in the chat, E. Manning, 
Stewart, everybody going off. I'll come to y'all in a second. We've talked about the New York Jets needing that guy, right? That guy that everybody else has, okay? The guy that when things are breaking down, when things aren't going right, when things just aren't happening for the offense, when, when you need a play, okay, I need a play. I just need somebody to go out there and make it happen. Can we lean on you for a drive, all right? We need to get down. We need to get down the field and we need to score, okay? I don't give a damn if I got to throw the ball to you seven times as we continue our troop. Can you be the guy to handle that type of load, that guy, that number one wide receiver guy, right? We've been talking about the New York Jets being in need of that, and I believe that Garrett Wilson is that guy. We're going to be talking about that tonight. I believe he is that guy. I think that the New York Jets are going to – he's literally going to be the guy here, the DeAndre Hopkins kind of guy, the, the Devontae Adams type of guy, that when things are breaking down and Aaron Rodgers needs to go somewhere with the football, bro, just throw it in Garrett's direction and let him handle it. And we saw that last season. Right? Zach Wilson. I mean, there's a myriad of quarterbacks here <laughs> that he had throwing the ball to him. Okay? <laughs> a myriad of quarterbacks. Whether it was Joe Flacco or Mike White or, or Zach Wilson, right? We saw him often be the guy that when things were breaking down, they would just chuck the ball out to him and Garrett just go make something happen. You go watch that Miami game at the end of the season and tell me that Garrett Wilson doesn't have that type of talent. And I'll tell you that you're nuts. Because he does. He was the only guy out there offensively, like, making anything happen in that game. It was just him. That's it. Play after play after play, it was Joe Flacco just chucking the ball to Garrett Wilson and Garrett Wilson going and making something happen. So I want to see if Garrett Wilson is going to continue to be that guy, if he's going to be able to ascend in this league now that the word is out and defenses are going to be keying in on him. Because there, there are going to be defensive coordinators that are going to bracket him and are going to make it a point to make sure that he is not involved in this offense. So we want to see. Nicole Hartman as well. Next guy I want to speak about. Listen, interesting, interesting, interesting. Interesting. All right. Nicole Hartman is a guy that I look at and I am impressed with his speed. He's a guy that has what I call take the top off the defense speed. This guy can move, okay? Now, he's a guy that I believe is going to be in weapon X within this offense, a weapon X, all right? He's going to be moved around. We're going to run jet sweeps. We're going to do all kinds of things with him. And with Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard on the outside, I think that makes his job a whole hell of a lot easier because he's going to be able to route up and destroy these slot corners. And if you do not account for him, if you do not make sure you have a guy that's going to be able to cover him, it'll be a quick touchdown, quick and easy, because he'll blow right by you and he'll be wide open and trust Aaron Rodgers is going to find that guy. Now, my only question about McCole Hartman is that groin. Okay, we know that he's got groin surgery. Uh, he's in, you know, dealing with recovering from that. Uh, I'm wondering, you know, is that going to hold up during this season? I hope it doesn't nag him. We know that groins, you know, you, you have surgeries or you've, you've had issues with them in the past. They tend to kind of nag and linger. But if that groin's all good going into this season and it's all good, 
You know, everybody's saying he's going to be completely ready. His people can't wait for him to go out there and camp and handle business. If he can stay healthy this season, McCole Hartman's going to have an impact within this offense. He's going to be a guy that we're going to be able to throw out there that's really going to cause defenses a lot of problems in coverage. Now, of course, Randall Cobb as well is another guy, too. But Randall Cobb is more of an aging veteran, as we know. He's a guy that's worked, you know, for years with Aaron Rodgers. He knows the offense through and through. He's a crafty veteran. I don't expect him to get a lot of targets within this offense, but I do expect him to be productive with the targets that he's going to be given here. So Randall Cobb is another guy I'm hyped about. But the last guy that I'm – last two guys, excuse me, that I'm hyped about, and I kind of, I kind of put them together because uh, they're kind of big question marks for me, okay? So I'll put them together. We'll get to the calls in just a second, 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. I am taking all callers, all right? The last guy I want to speak about, man, are the last two guys, Denzel Mims and Corey Davis. And the reason why, I put these last two guys here. The reason why I'm talking about them last is because I think they're the two biggest question marks in the New York Jets wide receiver core. I don't know what the hell I'm going to get out of these two guys. I'm being completely honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know. And I'm going to start with Denzel Mims. The reason I have so many question marks about Denzel Mims is because I know that Denzel Mims has the physical capability to play on this level. I know he does. I know that he's got the athletic ability through and through. He can run with the best of them. He can jump, catch the football with the best of them. He's got good hands. I like, I've seen it, okay? That rookie year at Adam Gaze, extremely impressive on an offense that really wasn't coached well at all, okay? We have the worst offense coordinator and the worst head coach in the league and the worst offensive coordinator and the worst head coach probably in the history of the New York Jets, honestly. Adam Gaze is the worst head coach and the worst offensive coordinator in history. There's no probably he is for fact. Okay? <laughs> Not just that. We're going we're gonna to flush him as well. I'm going to make sure that Adam Gaze gets flushed, all right? Every- <laughs> Every time he's going to get flushed. But we saw Denzel Mims go out there that rookie year and really put some things together we're to the point where we were in, so impressed by him that we were hoping in the second year that we would see a major step forward. But nothing kind of came from it, right? After that rookie year, the next year, he just got lost in the sauce in Mike LaFleur's offense and just never kind of – nothing came to fruition with him. Nothing. And we've been waiting to see what Denzel Mims is going to give us. Now, things have changed. Michael Floor is no longer here. He's now he's with the Rams, I believe, and we'll see what he does there. But we have Nathaniel Hackett here now. Maybe Nathaniel Hackett is the offensive coordinator that is going to be able to unlock the potential that Denzel Mims has. Maybe he's the guy. Especially with Aaron Rodgers here at quarterback. Mind you, Aaron Rodgers is all about preaching the gospel of this offense. Oh, yes, to everyone. There's even, you know, pictures and tape of him talking to Brownlee, a wide receiver, that isn't even guaranteed a roster spot here. He's teaching guys, veterans, everything that he could possibly teach about this offense. Right? 
maybe Denzel Mims, with Aaron Rodgers as his QB, you know, walking him through everything that he needs to know about this offense, maybe Denzel Mims with Nathaniel Hackett, a guy that is known to have a history to help guys that aren't the best really ascend in this league and become solid, maybe with those forces combined, we will finally see the emergence of Denzel Mims. Maybe. But I have questions, man. I'm wondering what are we going to get out of him? Because if we can't get anything out of Denzel Mims with those forces, a Hall of Fame quarterback and a damn good offensive coordinator this league, if we can't get something out of him with those two guys, I don't know what his future is here with the Jets. Now, of course, Robert Sella spoken to recently about Denzel Mims, and he said, uh, you know, Denzel is looking good, and he's going to be here competing for a roster spot. He spoke glowingly about him. We all know that Denzel Mims had also requested a trade at one point. Jets didn't trade him. I, I personally believe the Jets didn't trade him because he has no trade value because Elijah Moore requested a trade as well, and he's no longer here because he had trade value. So we'll see what happens going forward with Denzel Mims, and he's a big question mark. And Corey Davis is the other big question mark as well. I like Corey Davis. Everyone knows that, right? I used to call him. He would pick up. Now when I call him, it goes straight to voicemail. I don't know if that's his number anymore. Maybe he blocked me. I have no clue. But it, back in the day, I used to call Corey Davis. When I needed something, when I needed help, when things were going out there, going not going right out there on the field, I'd say, call Corey Davis, call up, get him the football. All right? I'm surprised that Corey Davis is on the roster these days because Corey Davis has had issues, okay? Injuries, we've seen him miss quite a bit of time. Injury, knee injury, he had a concussion last year. He missed a lot of time. That's nothing new. We also seen Corey Davis drop a lot of footballs as well, okay? That was, that was killing us. Drive killers. Dropping first downs, dropping key catches we needed him to make. And I thought that Corey Davis was gone, especially with Alan Lazard signing, because Alan Lazard is just the better version of Corey Davis, to be completely honest. But he's still here on the roster. And he's got to be here for some reason. And all the rumors swirling is that he's going to be on the Jets roster this upcoming season. That's what everybody's saying. That's what I'm hearing. Okay, cool. That's all right. But what are we going to get out of Corey Davis is the big question. Is Corey Davis going to be healthy? That's the bigger question. Because if Corey Davis can remain healthy, relatively healthy this season, if he can make the key catches that we need him to make that we know he can, Man, Corey Davis is going to be able to light this offense up. And he's going to be able to help the New York Jets wide receiver core truly ascend in this league. Because, again, he's a big-body guy. We've seen him go up and get the football. We watched Zach Wilson just literally lock into him game after game, throw balls up in his direction. He was able to go and get them sometimes, right? Now we have greatly greatly improved quarterback play here with Aaron Rodgers. And we have an offensive coordinator in Hackett that's willing to put some things together. Can Corey Davis find his way within this offense to be able to make an impact? That's a big question for me. If he can stay healthy and if he can figure out how to return to himself and catch a football, 
more often and not be near the top of the league in drops, man, this New York Jets wide receiver core becomes almost uncoverable. Real talk. So we're going to be talking about that tonight. I don't want to go on and on because we got callers, and I want to talk to people. That's what this show is about. I love going back and forth with my Jets brothers and sisters, sitting down, showing love for the football team, and discussing these things because I have a lot to talk about. All right? I got a lot of questions. A lot of people don't have questions about this team. I do. All right? So we're going to get to the line, 515 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking all callers. Wherever you're watching me from, please subscribe. If you have not subscribed to the channel, hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know. Also, please hit the thumbs up button as well. Share the stream on your social media along with your friends and your family. I want to thank everybody that does that too. The platform, the Super Chat is there. If you don't want to hit the Super Chat, the Cash app is at the bottom of the screen. Anything you give to the, to the, uh, the platform is greatly appreciated. All right? Now, keep in mind, we come to the Savages as well, so ask your questions. Jack Kenna in the chat says, LBJ, how many years does Aaron Rodgers play? At this point, me personally, I think that Aaron Rodgers probably plays two or three years. All right? So I think we'll at least get another season after this one, you know, if he's fully healthy and everything goes good. I think he gets uh, – I think we get two to three years out of him. And then we'll see if Zach Wilson is the guy or if the New York Jets decide to take a quarterback. Keep in mind, Aaron Rodgers talked about one of his responsibilities that he feels he has here with the New York Jets outside of just performing on the field and, you know, paying dividends out there. The other thing that he's here to do is to ensure that Zach Wilson is going to be ready when he decides to walk away, which is huge. And that's the leadership part that I'm talking about with, uh, with Aaron Rodgers, and we'll get to that later. 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call, and we're taking all callers. First caller I am going to is my guy, Jake. Jake, we're coming directly to you. Ted, other callers as well. Hold on. We'll get to everybody. Jake, salutes. I want to thank you for for calling into the show. Before we let Jake go, because uh, I'm sure he's got quite a bit to talk to you about. Listen, Jake. (laughs) We got to let everybody know. Jake, he's a savvy. Jake, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, Jake, I've been talking about this New York Jets wide receiver uh, situation here, and I want to get your thoughts on this, man. What are your expectations for Garrett Wilson this upcoming season, and do you think that we'll see him take a step forward with defenses now knowing who this guy is for a fact and keying in on him defensively? Joe, happy Tuesday. Uh, it's been quite a while. We haven't talked in, what, about over a month or so? So it's kind of like a reunion yeah. again. So <laughs> nice, to, nice to see you. I hope, I hope your summer's going well. Oh, it is. You know, it's bright, sunny out here. How about yourself? How's your summer going? Is it hot where you are? Uh, New York City, it's only going to get worse. So uh, right now it's actually not too bad. But, uh, you know, the summer he's going to pick up. And, of course, uh, football always, uh, the burners keep going up with that. Um, which actually, mm-hmm. by the way, we're on a wide receiver talk. I don't know if anybody saw, my brother just said this to me on Instagram, 
DeAndre Hopkins is in town right now. He, uh, yeah, I was going to talk about that. Yeah. on his Instagram page, just saying that's uh, – Yeah. I'm a little, little curious about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, there, uh, I was going to talk a little bit about that. He is in New York. I saw uh, he did a little little, little post. I think he was, like, moving down the street. There's talks that he is in uh, in a vicinity of the New York Jets, like, uh, offices or something like that. But, you know, there's also been talk about him flirting with the Buffalo Bills as well. We know that. So who knows? Maybe it's just a trip to New York. Maybe it's a trip to New York to talk to the Jets. I don't know. I'm not putting too much out there, but we do know that there has been talks about the, you know, about DeAndre Hopkins and the New York Jets possibly, you know, getting together. But we'll see. But what are your thoughts on uh, Garrett Wilson, Jake? What are your expectations for him coming into the season? Do you think he'll be able to take a step forward with defenses now keying in on him uh, and, and, you know, making sure that he gets taken away the best that they can? He's going to beat Devontae Adams. I have been saying mm. since the second Rodgers got here. He's going to be Devontae Adams. This kid has all the credentials to be a Devontae Adams kind of player. Listen, I, I, hope, I hope everybody took the last year to finally realize this is why you don't sell the farm for Debo Samuel. This is why you go with the guy that was hot from the start, had the great college career, doesn't get injured, no drama, nothing. This guy is what you prayed Keyshawn Johnson was going to be without all the drama. This guy is it. Mm. This guy will probably right now go down maybe as the best Jets receiver of all time after this year. I, I, I'm really not kidding wow. that. This kid is going to be wow. a superstar. Okay. He is going to be a super, more than Art Monk, all these guys. This guy has all the intangibles to do it. And you mm. can't ask for a better situation with this quarterback to do it after the – God, I don't even want to call it dumpster fire of crap on crap of the situation at quarterback before. So that's what I'm telling you. This guy, this kid is going to make the difference. And Lazard is only going to make an easier transition because in the beginning, yes, I will I'll admit and say, you know, Garrett may not get like five touchdowns the first week if they're playing the Bills for Davia White back and everything, but Lazard's going to make this a very easy, seamless transition because he can take the pressure off knowing the system with Rodgers for the first couple of weeks. After that, it's going to be, you know, alarms like the Savages thing that you put on the beginning of the show. It's going to be that every single week. I'm telling you. I, mm. I have no doubt in my mind. Okay. I listen, and I hear you. I hear the big expectations for Garrett Wilson. You think he's going to be the best New York Jets ride receiver ever in the history of the Jets, which is, yes. look, he, he's got talent. I'll tell, I'll tell you that. He's definitely got the talent. To do that, and again, he as a rookie, we saw him shatter Jets wide receiver, uh, rookie wide receiver record here. So when you look at that, how many yards this season are you expecting him to have with Aaron Rodgers as his QB? To me, I think thirteen hundred, fourteen hundred yards is very possible. Okay. Okay. Very possible. Yeah. It could be higher, but I, I'm not going to get crazy. Mm-hmm. I want to see how he does. I mean, the kid can average probably. That hundred, hundred. He's got that Justin Jefferson type potential in him. He really does. And yeah. Justin Jefferson's done this yeah. with a mediocre quarterback his whole career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Again, you go back and watch certain games. It seemed like Garrett Wilson was the only guy really out there offensively locked in and ready to go. I talked about that Miami game. I think it was to finish the year 
where he just was like the only guy. And Joe Flacco was just finding him time after time, and Garrett was going out there making plays. And that was in a game that honestly was meaningless. We were out of the playoff chase at that point, and we could just lay down. And he went out there and showed people, I'm not done until it's done. I'm going to continue to play through the whistle until the season's over. I'm going to go out there and lay it all on the line regardless of what the outcome is. And so, listen, Garrett Wilson is going to be a force to be reckoned with. But I want to talk to you about Alan Lazard as well. You talked about Alan Lazard making that seamless transition. And he, listen, he knows the offense. He's worked with Aaron Rodgers. He understands his expectations. Do you think that we'll see Alan Lazard break 1,000 yards for the first time in his career here with the New York Jets? can see that happening, too. I can see that happening. I mean, the question is, it's just about, you know, you're talking about guys like Denzel Mims and Corey Davis. So look, I, I, I think one of them are going to be gone at training camp. I think Mims or, or Davis are going to be gone. I, I think Mims is probably the better chance to probably get traded. I think he's just going to get propped up in preseason. There's just not enough room. I just don't think there's not enough room. Traded for what, though? What's that? Traded for what, though? I mean, I, I hear what you're so saying, but traded for what? For I think the New York Jets haven't traded him yet because he has no trade value. Like no, well, Joe, let's be frank here. What has Joe Douglas done for players that have done next to nothing? He turns them into picks. He turned Blake Cashman into a six-round pick. I'm not afraid of what Joe Douglas can do in turning a pick a player into something. So I don't think he has no value, but I don't think you're going to get a fourth, fifth-round pick for him. I'm not delusional, but – I think they're going to try to get anything they can. It's going to be a 2024 pick or 25 pick if it has to be. Uh, you know, Corey. Look, the, the bottom line is Corey Davis. The reason why we're still even maybe flirting with the idea of DeAndre Hopkins on stuff is because at the end of the day, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm sorry, uh, Corey Davis's contract can just get cut any day. That money goes right to the amount of uh, what DeAndre Hopkins is going to want. Maybe a little bit more. He can obviously up the ante. So it's not like mm-hmm. they they're taking big salary cap. I, I, I just – I really don't see the point in, in Corey Davis being on this team. I, I really think he has just hmm. been a underachiever. He's too injury prone. I think he's been so hyped since he got drafted. I, I just I, – I, I just don't really see what he's going to do until he can stay healthy. I, I just think that it's just – there's the, the proof's in the pudding to show you that I can't stay, stay consistent. And I'm just a little yeah. concerned, and I think the Jets have kept that in the back of their head. Look, it doesn't. It's not crazy to think like why they wanted to go after like these receivers in the past years with guys like Tyree Kill, even though they got Garrett Wilson. But you know, they wanted Odell Beckham. I mean, let's. I, I don't like. Thank God we didn't get him. I think the guy's a cancer. I'm glad we didn't overpay for him. But Joe Douglas is still thinking about ways to improve the wide receiver core and. You know, I think what they have is okay. I think it's still absolutely solid, but, you know, they want to get over the hump, and they think that if DeAndre Hopkins' market is starting to cool off in some ways, maybe it has. I'm just saying I think Corey Davis right now is somebody who's kind of just on the roster because he has continuity with the team. But do I really, truly believe he's going to be um, a difference maker? I don't. I just don't. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's uh... – to me, again, he's a big question mark, and for a lot of the reasons that you said, I look at it and I go, "Hey, you know, if he's a guy that can't stay healthy, your best uh, your best ability is availability. So if you're not on the field because you're hurt, whether it's the hip or whether it's the knee or whether it's the, I believe he had like a groin injury or something like that at one time, and then it's a concussion. It's like it's always something where this guy's missing significant time with the New York Jets during the season, which kills us. And then when you're out there." 
There's question marks about your hands. You're dropping footballs, critical first downs. You're dropping critical catches as we need you to make. You're dropping. So we'll see what happens going forward. And, again, like you spoke about as well, that contract, and that's one of the surprises to me, especially with the New York Jets talking about the cap stuff, and this is why I think that he might actually be on the roster for the opening season, all these restructures and things that we've done, right? We could have just got rid of Corey Davis and saved like 10 or $11 million like that, lickety split. But we didn't do it. <laughs> he's still here. He's still here. So there's got to be some type of reason why he's here. I don't know if they're waiting until camp. I don't know if they're waiting until, you know, after a certain time to get rid of him. But I, we could have got rid of him. And we could have kept a bunch of cash. But I'm telling you, he's still, you know, he's still here for some, re- some reason, whatever. But if he can put things together, I think Corey Davis could have an impact here with the New York Jets wide receiving core. And speaking of a guy that could have an impact as well, we talked about Lazard and Garrett Wilson and all these guys, but Nicole Hartman, to me, is one of the more interesting guys that is here on this wide receiver core because of what he brings, which is pure, unmitigated speed. A guy that can kill you, a guy that can absolutely take the top off the defense so that if you don't account for, account for him, he could be a quick six. And another thing that I think is special about him is his ability to kind of play that weapon X role within the offense. Jet sweeps, all kind of things kind of open up for him, open up for the offense with him here. Give me your thoughts on Nicole Hartman and what he brings, and what are your expectations for him coming into the season? Well, I mean, I think a few of the fans know that this was a player we did look at the draft uh, a couple years ago with him, and I think the kid's got a lot of potential. He does. I think he, I think he seems like he's a hard worker, but let's think about this for a second, guys. I mean, Kansas City's receiving core is not amazing right now, and they let him go. You think maybe Kansas City knows something about him that, that they're not talking about? I'm just saying, I, I think there's something quietly with him that maybe I, I'm a little hesitant about with him. You know, maybe it could have been, maybe it was work ethic, maybe that his injuries have just been compiling over the years, and the reason why they took like a one-year prove-it deal is because he feels like he just wants to try to get his market up for next year uh, with by using Aaron Rodgers. So I, I, I'm just saying, I think that he can be implemented in a way that could help us like that whole take off the top off the defense mentality. But I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm a little hesitant. Look, like, like I said, from the beginning of this call is just the receiving core, I think can be productive. I think Lazard and Garrett can be great, but do they really have a true number three receiver? Do they really have it? Mm. I, I think it's still up to speculate. I think a lot of people, Maybe that's the one thing from this draft and this free agency period. I'm still kind of walking away feeling like maybe we really didn't address it as well as I thought we were going to. Or maybe they thought Odell was going to be that guy and it didn't happen. I, I, I just think right now they're still – look, because once you like, – like I said, like once you kind of cover like Garrett in one game, I mean, Lazard can't just take the game over completely by himself. they got to have that third guy. And they thought that was going to be Braxton Berrios and he was, you know, a dumpster fire himself. So mm-hmm. they really kind of have to hope to God that this is going to work. It's it's not a guarantee. Well, what, look, I could be wrong. What about a guy like – and I hear what you're talking about, about that third guy, right? And I think that we do have guy a guy that can step in. Maybe Corey Davis becomes that third guy again if he's healthy. McCole Harmon being that guy, he can move around. But what about Randall Cobb? Randall Cobb's here now. Here's a guy that's a crafty veteran that could be that guy that you can go to you know, when maybe Garrett Wilson can't get off because of defense, maybe Alan Zard, 
you know, moving and shaking. He's a guy that's a crafty veteran that I don't think is going to eat up a lot of targets, but he's going to be able to make plays. We saw him go out there and be that guy that you can go to to kind of move the chains from time to time. I think Randall Cobb could be that guy. You know, Joe, I, I think I had that opinion about him when we first started the offseason, but, you know, everybody's going to be frank and tell you Randall Cobb was just a package deal with Rodgers. Like, like we understand that Rodgers restarted. I don't know about that. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. He went back to the Packers. They said, I will stay if you get Randall Cobb from Houston, and they did that. So Randall Cobb is really more of just a complimentary guy that's part of the deal to make him happy. It's the wish list. He had a real wish list. Let's, let's be very fair here. Maybe besides like Tim Boyle, I don't think Tim Boyle is really on his wish list per se, or maybe he was, but I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, Cobb is but, like six or six on the line. It's, it's, Joe, I mean, look, it's a lot of hypotheticals. It's like if Corey Davis stays healthy, if Nicole Hardman mm-hmm. does, if there's no, like Lazard and Wilson give you the, the givens. Everybody else mm-hmm. is just a coin flip. What, what if, what, I, I'm not in the business of what ifs, right? I'm into the business of we're going into a Super Bowl run here. We need guys that can deliver right now. I don't want to go with, like, and maybe Cobb gives them that reassurance, but everything else is just like, we have no idea what they are. We don't even know what they were like under Gates. We don't know what they were like under the beginning years of Solo with um, the floor. So we'll see. I, 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 I kind of made, I think I kind of summed up exactly how I feel about Wilson and Lazard, which are very good, but everything else is kind of a mystery still. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I look at I, I I think that Miko Harmon isn't as much of a mystery as, as you may think he is. I think he's a guy that can have a big time impact. And I don't think that Cobb is necessarily a package guy because Cobb is a guy that can still come here and be productive. I think there's a reason why Aaron Rodgers wanted him here, outside of the fact that, you know, he can help these young guys learn the offense a bit better and he has familiarity with them, he knows that he can still go out there and produce and put things together. Like I said, I think when, you know, Randall Cobb being moved around within the offense, again, he's probably going to be in that four, maybe five wide receiver role. Maybe sometimes he's brought to be put in the slot and move around. He's a guy that can still be productive out there. And when the chips are falling, maybe he's a guy, again, that can continue to move the chains. But I see your point where you're coming from. But now to continue to talk about Aaron Rodgers, this is my final question for you. One of the things that I really love about him being brought here is that uh, his leadership has really changed the New York Jets for the better. We've seen him really take the reins as far as stepping up, letting guys know where they need to be, what they need to do, and how they need to handle business offensively here, right, and expecting more. And one of the things that he talked about recently was his work with Zach Wilson and how he's preparing Zach Wilson to take over once he's gone. That was one of the things he said, you know, he thinks he's in charge of outside of just the the on-the-field stuff, is making sure that Zach Wilson understands what he needs to do to continue to go forward and move forward to New York Jets and grow them as a football team. What are your thoughts on that, man? Um, Well, he liked Zach Wilson during the – what was it, the collaborative, like, group practice about a year or so ago, so that helps. Um, let's wait and see. I, just, Joe, I think you know how I feel about Zach Wilson, and I am just, I'm, I'm not even going to really get into I, I don't even want to get into this kind of hypothetical until a year or two from now. I want to focus on who's a quarterback right now, and we have a real quarterback. That's I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to Okay, Jake, listen, I want to thank you for calling in. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? 
You got it, y'all. Take it easy. Are right, you have a good one. Listen, Jake, uh, Jake didn't have too much to say there about Zach Wilson and uh, Aaron Rodgers showing some leadership there. I'll tell you what, I loved it, man. I loved it because that shows you that he's a guy that understands what time it is around here, okay? And the reason why that's important to me is the New York Jets have struggled and have been snake-bitten at the quarterback position for years. I'm talking years. We know that. That's why we all rejoiced when Aaron Rodgers was brought here, right? That's why we all rejoiced, because we finally got a guy that's going to be able to throw the football around the league like we need him to. That was the biggest issue last season. Zach Wilson, we had these, all these guys could not get the job done from the quarterback position. We finally got a guy that's going to be able to come in here, square things up, and handle business. And not just that, he's going to make sure this guy that we took with really with major draft capital, major draft capital, you know, at the top of the first round, we took this kid, and there's been a lot of things going, a lot of things happening with him, right? He hasn't been able to decipher things as quickly as we all hoped, aren't working out, but there's still a place for him in this league. And Aaron Rodgers is saying, look, this kid's got the, he's got what it takes. He's got the physical ability. It's just we need to slow some things down. He also talked about working with him on his mechanics, stripping down his mechanics, getting him faster, you know, getting his head to move as fast as his feet are moving, and understanding the offense. Now, let, let, me, let me paint this picture for you guys. Aaron Rodgers here maybe two to three years, right, gives us really good quarterback play. Then when he hangs it up and says, you know what, it's time for me to move on, he's coached Zach Wilson along with Nathaniel Hackett in an offense that Aaron Rodgers helped build with Nathaniel Hackett. They've coached him up so much that when it's time for him to take over, he continues forward, and he's a guy that's an above-average QB pro bowler or borderline Pro Bowl quarterback. Think about how good that would do for the New York Jets, coming from where we come from. That would set us up for success for years to come with a young quarterback. That means a lot because we've been trying to find that for years. That's why we drafted Sam Darnold, and he's not here anymore, but that's why we took him. That's why we took Zach Wilson so high. Do I have to go to the myriad of guys that we've had here at quarterback? Bryce Petty, uh, Geno Smith, anybody remember him? Christian Hackenberg. We, at one point, we had given Ryan Fitzpatrick a ton of money. There's a reason why we did that. We've been trying to find that guy that's going to be able to hold us over for years, that's going to be able to, to, to submit the most important position in all of football. We've been trying to find him. So if Aaron Rodgers can help coach up Zach Wilson and he can be that guy for us for years, that's going to mean a lot. It's going to mean a lot, man. So these are all the benefits of uh, bringing in Aaron Rodgers. I love it, man. So we're going to get back to these lines again, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. We're taking all callers next. I'm going to go to my guy, Ted, man. I'm coming directly to Ted, and I got some things to talk to him about. Ted, salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Before we let Ted talk, just know he's a savage. Ted, 
salutes. I want to thank you for calling in tonight. Listen, we're talking wide receiver position. We're talking Aaron Rodgers. I'm discussing it all. Ted, yes, give me your thoughts, man, on Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard, I've been talking about him tonight. Do you think that he will finally break a thousand yards in his career here with the New York Jets? Do you think it happens? Tough to call that, Joe, because we all thought last year we may have 2,000-yard receivers, and that ended up like a dead thump in the ground because we just <laughs> fell flat on our face with our quarterback and offensive line. Uh, it would be nice if uh, both Lazard and Garrett had 1,000 yards. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I'd say there's a decent possibility we could have 2,000-yard receivers. And if I may, Joe, the answer to your question on the third wide receiver, if we don't sign or trade for one, would be the tight ends. Because Ooh, Rogers loves the tight ends. Yep. Rogers loves the tight ends. They were completely underutilized in our offense last year as glorified blockers. And um, I could see you could name all three, Rucker, Uzama, and Conklin. Um, they could do it by committee. Uh, of course, you have McCole Hardman, too, who I think is going to be like a, uh, a Debo-type player who can do end sweeps and things like that, and he can be the third. So it's I think it's going to be like a by-committee situation, Joe. Maybe somebody will hmm. stand out and, and take the reins, but Rodgers loves the tight end, and with those kind of players like Lazard and, and, and Wilson and, and the running game, I think the middle of the field will be completely wide open. I mean, yeah. it'll be... Slim Pickens, you know, for, for Rodgers. Go ahead, Joe. No, listen, Ted, you brought you bring an interesting point to the table because, uh, again, all throughout OTAs, what we saw is there was a beautiful connection between Aaron Rodgers and C.J. Uzama. And you talked mm-hmm. about it. You know, C.J. Uzama really was utilized as a blocker quite a bit with LaFleur last season. We know we had issues along the offensive line. We had all kinds of mm-hmm. things going on. But there were games where we were like, man, we really wish C.J. Uzama was more involved in the passing game. I remember that Lions game, he caught some TDs for us, and it was like, man, maybe finally we're going to see him utilize, you know, maybe just in the red zone, something. And he wasn't getting much of anything. Never complained, though. Continued to be a good soldier and do his job. But it was like, man, this is a guy that can really make an impact in the passing game. Why aren't we utilizing him a bit more? And I'm thinking kind of the same. I think that we'll see an uptick in tight end usage here, mainly C.J. Uzama, mm-hmm. uh, with Nathaniel Hackett being here now, the offensive coordinator, and the kind of philosophy that he's going to bring to the table. And with Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. wanting to utilize the tight ends a bit more. So that's, that is something. You know? But, again, I, I think that third wide receiver spot is going to be interesting because I think McCole Hartman is a guy that can be in for it. I think that – uh, Randall Cobb is also a guy that we could see, you know, kind of put into that role from time to time. And I think that he'll be a guy that could be productive from there as well. But my question mm-hmm. for you, Ted, my next question is when you look at this wide receiver position, what wide receiver do you feel has the most pressure on them to perform well this upcoming season? Well, if he's here, I mean, it would be two. I mean, it would be Davis or Mims if either one are here. I don't think there's any pressure on Garrett mm. Olazard. Um, mm. Corey, like you said, Joe, or, the, or Jake said, um, Corey may be substituted for DeAndre Hopkins, which I would take in a heartbeat if we could swap those mm-hmm. two out. Um, and being that he never signed with the Patriots, 
Uh, it would be great if Rodgers and Hogburn said the big, the big, big middle finger to the Patriots and signed with the Jets, since we're such a bad franchise, right? So it, it would, that would be uh, that'd be awesome in my book. Um, Joe, let's just continue what we're doing, and if we can add a DeAndre over a Corey, because it would be a big upgrade, Joe. It would be a big upgrade. Yeah. Mims, I don't, and I don't know if Mims will even make the team. Quite honestly, I, I don't. But like you said, there's no trade value, so maybe you do keep him for depth, and maybe he'll, maybe he can flash. I, I, there's always that hope, Joe. It, Mims and and Zach Wilson, you're waiting for something, um, hopefully. But with that kind of quarterback, there's no excuses anymore for Mims, right, Joe? Go ahead. Joe. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're speaking facts. Um, you look at Nathaniel Hackett here, Aaron Rodgers here. He, you have the foundation to really succeed this upcoming season. He has everything as far as the physical tools, but you just got to wonder upstairs what's going on with him. But if he mm. is going to succeed here, if he's going to be, you know, if he's ever going to become anything, if he can't turn it around with what we have here now, it's not Zach Wilson throwing him in the football anymore, then yep. if he can't succeed with Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what his future is here, if he has a future. I think he's gone. And like I spoke about as well, if there was trade value for Denzel Mims, he would have been gone. Because well. Elijah Moore screamed to the heels that he wanted to be out of here. He let it be known. He requested a trade. There was issues between him and the offensive coordinator at one point, and they made sure to get his tail out of here as fast as possible this, you know, this mm. offseason when there was trade value. And when Joe Douglas felt like, all right, this is, you know, some some capital that I can get and I'm excited about it, I'm going to take it, and he executed the deal. If Denzel Mims could get that, he would have gave up Denzel too. I'm telling you, I think he would because he, he hasn't been afraid to trade a guy that wants to get out of here. He got rid of Jamal Adams when he could for capital that he deemed, you know, solid. He made sure to move yep. on from him. He moved on from Elijah Moore. He's never been scared to move on from a guy if he feels like, hey, I, I'm, I'm happy with the with what I'm getting in exchange for you. So, you know, we'll sure. see going forward, Denzel Mims. That guy's a big question mark, a big question mark for me. But my next question, man, we saw Sulla speak recently in a press conference, and he talked about how – he talked about Dalvin Cook just a little bit. Um, the media asked him about, you know, the thoughts about Dalvin Cook becoming a Jet and interesting, interesting, it, goodness gracious, interesting. Interestingly, <laughs> tough word, I know. The damn word. <laughs> I got you. Interestingly. Yep. We'll turn the stones over on that one. Uh, we'll yep. turn the stones over on that one. But he kind of deferred a bit to Joe Douglas as far as the contract talks. What are your thoughts about this looming idea that Dalvin Cook could become a Jet? And what do you think that he would – what kind of impact do you think he would have here uh, as a running back here with the Jets? You know, a, you know, paired with Brees Hall, you know, at some point whenever, you know, Brees, whenever they decide to implement Brees Hall coming back from the injury. But what kind of impact do you think he'd have here within the running back uh, position? Oh, Joe, he could be 1A to 1, or he would take the number one while Brees was still on the bend because I wouldn't rush that guy back at all. I would ease that guy in 10 snaps a game for the first six six games or whatever it takes because uh, you got to make sure that he's all right and he's in for the long season because it's going to be a long season, Joe. 
We're going to go. Mm-hmm. We're going to make a deep run, Joe. We're going to make a deep run. If we can wow. get our offensive line going, oh yeah, we will. We can make a deep run okay. into, into the uh, AFC. Um, if we could just ease him in. Uh, Dalvin Cook's a pro. He has he's had a few injuries, but he's been very productive. Um, and he can be the he can be the bellwether. I mean, he can. He can be the lead back for a few weeks, and like you said on the, one of the previous um, shows, who's going to be the odd man out? And I, that's a tough one. Uh, but Dalvin Cook, for his leadership and um, his productive play, I would I would take him. I would take him in a second, Joe. As long as it's financially, what's the right word? Legitimate or financially financially sound. feasible? Ahead, yeah, Joe. feasible. Yes, yeah. feasible. Is the yeah, right financially word, feasible as well. Yeah, I mean, I can't say interestingly, so. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, financially feasible, right, would would make sense uh, for the Jets. You know, look, like I said, if he's a guy that can come in, and, you know, Dalvin Cook, we've all seen him. He's been in the Pro Bowl for however many years in a row now, had over 1,000 yards for however many years in a row now. He's a guy that can get it done. It'd be very interesting to see him be brought in here because, man, it would really add a spark to our running back situation here because you can end up again we'll see what happens when Bruce Hall is able to come back whenever they decide to implement him but Dalvin Cook is a guy that can come out the backfield and catch the football we've seen that and man if you give him a inch of daylight he'll take that and take it to the house no problem but that brings me to my next question for you because we talk about Bruce Hall and there's a lot of New York Jets fans that have big expectations for him coming back this year we know that he was having a tremendous year before he went down with the knee injury uh, last oh, yeah. season, right? A lot of people looked at him and said, hey, he was going to be the offensive rookie of the year. Uh, Garrett Wilson kind of alluded to that himself. Uh, you know, <laughs> when asked by the media, he was like, man, that boy Brees cold. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows that Brees was, was on that path. And so a lot of Jets fans have big expectations for him coming back this season. And I want to know, do you feel like those expectations are unrealistic because he's coming off of an ACL tear? You know, yeah, he's a young guy, but he's a back. He's going to run. We know he's going to be out there. But he's still going to kind of have to feel his way with that knee because he's got to make sure it's 100. And then there's a lot of things that those guys go through. Sometimes guys come back from ACL tears. They wonder, or not wonder, but they, they have to go through a process of figuring out how to trust that knee you know, they go through a mm-hmm. lot of things. So do you feel like the expectations that Jets fans have for Brees Hall as far as yardage and usage and all that, do you feel like it's unrealistic because of what he's coming back from? Yeah, I would I would tamper my expectations a little. Um, I wouldn't look at stats. He was definitely in the running for the Rookie of the Year award, um, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Joe, I would – fans are fans – you got to do what's right for the player. I'm thinking back on Dalvin Cook's history. He might have had a knee injury, so maybe he can guide him, Brees, through his mental processes, you know, um, in terms of coming back, um, being that he's such an experienced player. Joe, fans of fans, I, if, he runs ten, if he gets 10 touches a game for the first three games, I'm not going to be upset at all. I just want that guy for the long haul, not this year, next year and the year on because he's got he's an extremely talented player that's the kind of player you want to just not hurry up and that's why the dalvin cook signing would be such a huge bonus for them quite honestly 
Plus, we have a rookie back. We can, you know, stick in there for a few, few, you know, and see what he's got. He's got, he's got some twigs. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we have a lot of options. No, 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 no reason to rush him back, Joe. No reason to rush him back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there is no reason to rush him back. And even you talked about it as well. I was going to bring that out too. Dalvin Cook has had an ACL injury himself as well, and gone under. Uh, I think, I think he had surgery for it as well too. Uh, so yeah, you know he was able to come back as well and really put things together. But I just I wonder sometimes, yep. especially with Jeff, you know, because we do have a we do have a history of uh, getting on players. <laughs> we do have mm-hmm. a history of you know really bringing it to people, especially after you know injuries, guys coming back trying to find their way. And I look at what happened with like Carl Lawson this past season, coming off of an ACL mm-hmm. tear. He went out there, and to me, Carl Lawson looks very good. You know, he had, I think he had seven sacks this past season. He was providing pressure. But a lot of Jets fans expected, you know, 15, 16 sacks out of him because he didn't do that. Oh, there were God. people screaming for us to get rid of him. You, I mean, I know you heard it, Ted. I, I do a show weekly. I've had people call in and talk Maybe. about how we should have cut Carl Lawson, save money, get him out of here, you know, do this, oh, do that. And, uh, you know, here he still is. And I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be a great, great pass rusher for us this upcoming season, especially, again, with the, the other pieces put around him, uh, Will McDonald and Brad Huff and all these guys, and the, provide, and the pressure that he's going to be able to provide. But I just feel like the, the situation is setting up for Jets fans to do the same thing to Brees Hall, where if he comes back and he doesn't, you know, explode immediately off the bat and just have these big monster games like he was having before, again, coming off the ACL injury, that Jets fans are going to want to throw him away as well. And I'm like, whoa, 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 you know, let the guy work mm-hmm. himself back in the way, you know, and we'll see what we get out of him. And like you said as well, the future, the year after this year uh, is really what I'm looking at as well. Now, I, don't, I, I still think that he's sure. going to be able to come back and do some things because we've already seen that Brees looks good in practice. He's a young guy too, coming back from that injury. So I think he'll still be able to scoot and move. But if he comes back and he – you know, still trying to feel himself out. I'm not going to bash him for that either. But as we continue to talk about this running back position, you talked about Brees Hall. Where does Michael Carter fall in this point? If if we do bring in Dalvin Cook, you got Dalvin Cook, you got Brees Hall. What happens with Michael Carter? Where do you think he kind of goes within the offense? Good question, Joe. Um if we have a good line, which we didn't last year, the guy and he's held. I, know, I remember Michael Carter was hurt, so he could be a uh, and like not a number two, but like a reliable, you know, ten or twelve carry guy or catching the ball at the backfield. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's got a permanent role here. I'm not sure about him yet because he has to stay mm-hmm. healthy this point. Keeps getting injured every year. We're gonna have trouble. So mm-hmm. uh, let's see how the line reacts, and let's see what kind of you know some of these games go. I don't know. Like say for example, the Chiefs. I don't know if we're gonna to have to come out and, and air it out. You know, because they're yeah. gonna score. They can score on anybody. You know. So some of these yeah. players, like like you know, maybe Brees not as much, or, or or maybe we'll run with Davin Cook and try to shorten the game. You know, possession limit possessions. You don't know what our philosophy is going to be. If we play the Eagles, they can score. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how we're going to we're going to call these games and and see yeah. 
uh, everyone's talking about we're going to be predominantly run first team. I'm not so sure about that. If you're going to match scores with okay. the Eagles and the Chiefs, you can you may have to light it up a little, and you know go four mm-hmm. wides and and just open it up. So, so when you look because you you talked a little bit about it. Uh, to me, mm-hmm. I think I think we'll still be kind of a run first team as far as our offensive identity. But what do you what would you think that our offensive identity would be now that Aaron Rodgers is here? We got Nathaniel mm-hmm. Hackett. I mean, I've seen Nathaniel Hackett put together a top running offense there with the Jags, and they were very run dominant. You don't think that the New York Jets are going to be that anymore? You think we're going to go away from running the football heavily? Well, that's with uh, Blake Bortles, right? That would. Mm-hmm. Blake Bortles was the quarterback. So we got Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah. like I said, Joe, based on the opponent, I think you're going to see we can have the ability to adapt. Uh, you know, Zach Wilson, we had no ability to adapt because we had nothing, you know, that last year. We had no – hardly – you know, he was bad. The line was bad. We had injuries. It was a revolving offensive line door of players. You could name 20 of them. He was sat down and wrote – wrote the names down. There'd be 20 offensive linemen we use probably. Mm-hmm. I think we can be very diverse in our attack. We can come out five four wides. We can power run. And and then, you know, based on what we're doing in the game or what the other opponent is doing, maybe we can adapt to that kind of game and see what, what's, a, what's the best um, philosophy to win the game. So we didn't have that last year. We we had a mm. you know, hopefully Zach can manage the game. We can go out and win games now. It's a different mentality. So Salah yeah. stick to the defense, and Hackett do the offense, and Douglas you know get the players you need, and let's go make a run. That's the way I look at it, Joe. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. I mean, like you said as well, it's a very interesting kind of thought kind of thought process when you look at what we have now and the things mm-hmm. that we've done in the past as far as our offensive identity, because yeah, we were very run dominant, but it was mainly because we didn't have the QB. Uh, you know, we didn't have upper echelon QBs. We didn't have the Aaron Rodgers. So of course you're going to run the ball heavily when you got Mark Sanchez or you got, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick yep. out there. You want to kind of, that's when you want to run the ball. You want to take the ball out of the QB's hands as much as possible. But even this mm-hmm. offense, you know, this, this style of offense is, generally, you know, a run-heavy offense. But, again, when you look at what we have here, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, Lazard, you know, you look at the options that we have as far as weapons, you know, to be able to throw the football, it's like, hey, why not chuck the football around? So maybe we'll see, you know, where our offensive identity kind of leans on who we face. You know, if yep. you're facing the Eagles and they're giving you certain looks, then you take what you can get. If you can go in there and run the football right. heavily down their throats and win the game that way, fine. But if we're facing another team that's really weak against the pass, but they're strong against the run, hey, we just take it to the air because that's what we got, you know. So it's going to yep. be interesting. And yep. sometimes that all kind of plays down again when you get later into the year where running the football becomes more, oh, yeah. uh, you know, advantageous for you because, hey, it gets cold, you know, it's windy, throwing the football in the wind, throwing the football in the weather and stuff like that. Not the best, but yep. running the rock becomes an extremely – you know, important thing for you as well, too. So that could be something as well. It's going to be very interesting, very interesting. So my final question, go ahead, go ahead. No, I said true, Joe. And also, you know, you got a guy that's definitely can play in cold weather. I mean, I remember the Giant Mm -hmm. game. It was like 20 below or whatever it was. They couldn't throw, but it was, uh, I don't know, I couldn't even walk outside in that kind of weather. (laughs) 
and they're playing football. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was like 20, maybe 10 below was 10, the, real, the game temperature. But uh, go ahead, Joe. If yeah. I got a time for an answer, I'll, 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 I'll be interested in your question. Yeah, yeah. So my, my, my final question for you, my final question for you, right? We're talking about mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers being here. We're talking about the things that he's doing, the leadership that he's providing. And I want to get your thoughts on it, man. When we're seeing him talk about Zach Wilson and what he wants to, you know, what he wants to accomplish with Zach Wilson and that being one of the things that he feels that he's responsible for is to kind of help Zach Wilson rejuvenate his career and be able to mm-hmm. take the reins when he's gone. He's also talked about leading uh, the West Coast uh, passing camp this year for the Jets, uh, assembling, you know, a lot of the guys, the wide receivers, the veterans that want to come out to the West Coast and, uh, you know, continue to work with him uh, as far as learning the offense and going through a passing camp. We've also seen him break things down on the field uh, for guys, uh, pre-snap, pro-snap, letting guys know where they need to be, the impact that he's had in the film room as well. Give me your thoughts on all of those things and just the leadership that we've seen from Aaron Rodgers as far as him stepping in and being able to change uh, the expectations and change the standard here with the New York Jets? Mm. Well, it's it's a break from, I believe, his philosophy in Green Bay, and I know he's got a pretty tight relationship with uh, Zach, Aaron Rodgers does. So if he can get the most out of Zach with some actual professional coaching, which maybe uh, Michael Ford could not do for him, for Zach, mm-hmm. and you get a Nathaniel Hacken in there with a Hall of Fame quarterback. If they can make that happen um, and make you know help Zach become a franchise quarterback, that's a huge bonus on top of potentially a Super Bowl or anything that Rodgers can bring. So mm-hmm. I'll take whatever we can out of Rodgers on and off the field. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean. It is what it is there. Oh, I got one more for you. Sulla sure. talked about recently as well. That they asked my... him about hard knocks. They asked, they asked yeah. him about hard knocks. And he was, he came out and said basically that the Jets were not interested in being on hard knocks. You know, hopefully it's another yep. team, just not us, kind of, you know, kind of what he said. Are you surprised that that's kind of the idea or attitude that the Jets, you know, or at least Sulla, you know, and it seems like the Jets front office and everybody doesn't really want to be on hard knocks because in the past the Jets would clamor for stuff like this. Woody Johnson would love for us to be on the front page and in everybody's faces. Are you shocked that the that the Jets seemingly want, kind of want to turn down hard knocks and don't want to be on, you know, the HBO or wherever it's broadcasted now? No. I have a perfect – well, I want to say a perfect answer, but my answer to you is, Woody Johnson, at about 80 years old, has finally grow, grown up as a as an owner. He's finally grown what? up as an owner. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> at least he's trying. Joe, the Rodgers thing proved to me that Woody does want to win finally. He wants to win, okay. but, but to hire some of these buffoons that he hired before and the and all the trauma that the Jets fans went through with the revolving door quarterbacks and GMs and coaches and the Adam Gases of the world and um, all the mm. huh, yeah, I can name all of them. And then you come in and you get Rodgers and there and, and you get a Salah and you get a high end GM like Joe Douglas who knows how to draft. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, Joe, I think he's finally learned that. All right, I don't have much time left. And then I want to win one of these things and not just sit there and, you know, make money and show up at the games every year. So, yeah. like I said, 
maybe he grew up a little as an owner. Or learned a few yeah. things at 80, whatever he is, 70-something. Yep. Yeah, maybe you, maybe you might be right, Ted. Maybe he's wisened up. Maybe he's yep. like, you know what? This is your year. All right, we already got a bunch of primetime games already. Let's not blow it yep. up with more cameras and more shenanigans and more hoopla. Let's just yep. get down to work. Let me tell you something. Yep. You talked about this. I mean, you have – you know, Super Bowl deep run expectations. A lot of Jets fans are saying Super Bowl or bust. I think Aaron Rodgers, that, that might have come out of Aaron Rodgers' mouth. Like just talking about Super Bowls and things like that, he, he definitely has talked about that as well, yeah. uh, wanting to win yeah. and get a Lombardi, you know. So there's big yeah. expectations, and you heighten that with all the distractions that come with hard knocks. Maybe they're pushing all that stuff out the door now. Maybe we are seeing a more – grown-up, more adult approach to football around here, Ted. I mean, it's a change, yes, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, change. it's welcome, Joe. It's and, and then, you, Joe, real quick, you have a guy Yeah. You have a guy like Rodgers who really could cement his legacy and to come in here and win a Super Bowl, put him over the top as a play. He's already great, yeah. NFL great, but to come in and do it yeah. here after all our, you know, fiasco-type situations we haven't won since 69, it would put him over mm-hmm. the top, and he'd be like a Mark Messier type idol. Uh, you know, Mike Messier was an NHL uh, New York Ranger uh, great who came in and won the cup in '94. So, anyway, Joe, uh, I have high expectations. Joe, let's. It can't, can't, it can't come soon enough. I got talking to my daughter, and college football is coming soon, and then we have the NFL. Uh, you know, the preseason games, and we have to get yep. to those, and then. It won't be long, so yeah. all I got, Joe. It, it won't, and we'll see what happens. Listen, Ted, I want to thank you for calling in tonight. It's always great talking to you. You have yourself a good one, my friend. You too, Joe. Take care, Joe. All right. You have a good one. Ted calling in with some fire, man. Calling in with some fire. This has been a great show. Phenomenal. Have some good talks tonight, man. I'm telling you, this wide receiver position, very, very interesting. Very interesting. we got some guys making moves here, a lot of things moving and shaking. But I'm telling you what, with Aaron Rodgers at the helm here, whew, the New York Jets are set up for success. So we're going to go ahead and close up the show tonight. This was a great show. Had a lot of great conversations. Salutes to all the savages in the chat going back and forth. Edward Stewart going in. Salutes to everybody. Jack Kenna, all my guys in there. Man, it's going to be interesting as we continue forward talking about this football team and analyzing situations. So, listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook. Search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love thinking about what you folks think I do here on The Long Beach Joe Show. All right. Your boy is also on Twitter as well. Go on over to Twitter, type in at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Personal Twitter is at YoungJ000. All right. Go on there. Follow me. I'll follow you right back. If you want to troll me? No issues. I am the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. <laughs> at all times, I'll have that Vera Tucker jersey on. All right. He's going to come back and dominate y'all. I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. All right? 
If you want to get a good player, just get somebody from SC, man. Get a guy from SC, USC, you'll have no problems. All right, we produce juggernauts here. All right, we produce pure juggernauts at USC. That's what we do. All right, so please, uh, you know, go on over there, follow me, and let's go back and forth. I'm also on YouTube as well, okay? Come on over to YouTube, type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube, all right? Subscribe, hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be in the know, okay? Also give the videos a thumbs up, and if you want to troll me, get in those comments, troll me, and we can go back and forth. And as always, people, when you see me in person, because you will see me in person, it is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone. Free hugs for everyone. The hugs will cost you absolutely nothing, no matter what anyone tells you. I want to thank you folks for calling in, for all the savages in the chat going off, you know, going back and forth, commenting, and just interacting with me any way that you interact with me, all right? You folks are the absolute best. I'm telling you all, without you all, I'm nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to go back and forth and interact with me any way you can. So until the next show, folks, you folks have a good one. Peace. Hey!